Welcome in to Breakfast with the Kiwis for another week racing out of the winterless north at Ruakaka and a big day down south with Winter Cup Day at Rickerton, uh, the Winning Edge presentation's 126th Winter Cup with, uh, well, Winter Superstar, just ask me the favourite. But firstly, we're going to focus on the north and local trainer there at Ruakaka, Chris Gibbs, is unleashing a big team, and why wouldn't he on a good uh, Saturday's uh, racing with good stakes on offer? Uh, Gibbsy, welcome in to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Thanks, Butch. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, look, it's uh, looking through your runners. I think 13 are counted there, and it's a bit like the old days with uh, you and Donna uh, sort of emptying the barn. Must be uh, good to have horses uh, up to running on these good Saturdays. Yeah, well, it's great money, isn't it? And, and it's on our home track, so uh, don't have to go far at all. Um, I feel sorry for the one horse or two horses that are stuck in the yard that, that didn't get a run. So um, they're going to be left left alone. But anyway, it's, good. it's going to be good. No, uh, the mates are going to be out in force. Let's have a look through them. We've got plenty to get through. Race one, Can You Love Me Again? It's had two runs back, improving with each run in the market. Gave it a chance. Absolutely. Jumped um, so much better. Uh, so he's learning every time. He, he's just a bit green originally, but... Uh, uh, awkward little draw, but it is the mile shoot, so I'm not too worried about the draw. Lindsay will look after him. Um, but he is coming back from that progressive race, uh, so he was running against you know race winners. So coming back into uh, Maiden, you'd like to think he'd be a huge chance, yeah. Mm, good competitive race, to be honest. A really good little Very. field. Well, good big field. Race two, uh, these $20,000 Maidens might be uh, sealing the deal. Uh, the money on Saturdays better than midweek and uh, if that's any reflection then that's a good sign that good quality field of maidens race two a maiden as well and got a couple of chances here both uh, well in the market number two on the wall with Owen Patrick Bosson to do the riding you must have been delighted to learn that he was back and I see you've snaffled him for a few and uh, pure delight claiming three with Jessica Allen absolutely so um no I mean anytime you've got OP on you, you you know you just You've got to be excited about that because he literally is, um, no offence to Michael or anyone, but I think he's the best the best rider in, in the country. And uh, luckily we've got a couple that have got enough weight for him. He's, he's still a little bit chubby, but bloody wrapped to have him back. So he's a huge chance at horse. Um, if you watch his runs, he, he, he just, he's very green. He was hanging badly in, in all of his runs. And we've changed a little gear around and, and fingers crossed, it's, that's all it needs for him to win really because, um, it, you know, form's solid and... and uh, He's just got to sort out a few little little issues that he's got because he can be a little bit ignorant. But if we can get past that, he's got to be a massive chance from the four. Pure delight. She raced in really good company as a three-year-old filly and uh, placed uh, what it uh, ran, um, you know, has raced well in some good company and she's got a good draw and the claim. Yeah, well, a half to a filly that you know well, um, Valley Girl, that was a group one, you know, weight for age winner as a three-year-old. So, um Beautifully bred, just probably just a little bit, a uh, bit like her mother. She's uh, um, hitting her straps at four, I think. She came back in bigger and stronger. Uh, if I was talking to Glenn, who works for me, rides all the work, he said he, he picks this, this silly or this mare out of well, nearly all of them, to be honest. Um, drawn beautifully, got four kilos off her back, so uh, she's going to be a big chance too. So I'm excited to get her underway, um, especially because I've got a good share in it. <laughs> that <was> like that. <laughs> That's the story. <laughs> Righto, race three, you've got a couple of uh, runners here. Look, I thought Charms of Farm was really good in running fourth last time and probably uh, a throw of the dice instead of a trial run on the home track with uh, Vita Amorosa. 
Yeah, you're on to it, Butch. Um, Charms of Farm was very lucky that one of our um, old owners uh, rang up and just said they'd like to, to send her up to try her up, up on, on a little bit better tracks. Um, and uh, like she came up in beautiful order. Uh, she wasn't, um, they hadn't nominated her for the for the finals, the ITM final series, so that's why you didn't see her run. She wasn't eligible to run. That's why there's been a bit of a gap. But uh, she drew wide that day, so we literally did ride her cold. Um, we had to from the draw. There was too much pace from, you know, 1100. So, and she really was, was taking ground off them at the end, I thought. So yeah, she's only got to run up to that from the one draw, and, and she's a big chance. And, uh, yeah, the other one, is you, you pretty much smack on. I had her in, I did have her in the, in the maiden, but she drew 12 in that as well. And to be honest, it's probably a stronger race to a certain extent. She, you know, you get those horses that have been round and round, she'll get knocked up from here to breakfast and all over the place. So, we chose the three-year-old race, even though she's drawn badly. She can never run in that. But her work's been as good as Charm the Farm. So if you're having, like, first fours or something, she's paying 40. So I'd definitely throw her in. Okay, race four. A couple of runners, uh, Diamond Girl, who saves her best for Ruakaka and Ever So Easy resuming. Got tons of ability. Yeah, look, I mean, it's a hail Mary on both sides. Both counts really. You only got to look at the, the, the rating of the top horses, and um, they should run rings around us, to be honest. But oh, you'd look. We, we, the idea was either trial, or you must be running for forty grand. There's only nine in it. And you just never know if there's pace in the race. Ever so easy, or and Diamond Girl, they will probably get back. So the draws are not really a big issue. Um, we just need some pace in that race to sort of get let them run along if they can finish off. But theoretically, you would think that they they'd be outclassed. But uh, yeah. But like I said, you, you just have a, have a go. They're, they're in good order. Right. Race five, uh, Chevron and Cruzy Lass. Uh, Gibbsy, I thought Chevron was ready to win. Just got uh, beaten by one that got the dream run. Uh, one of Michelle's got the dream run up uh, the inside last time. Has had the three runs back, got the draw. It's everything adding to Chevron being awfully hard to handle. Yeah, I think so. Um, he's only got to run up to his form and, and he's, he's got to be really hard to beat. You know, McNabb on the one he knows the horse he really loves the horse I can't fault him the horse is in beautiful order um, Bosch was tough I must admit and I thought uh, you know looking at the weights he's probably Bosch is still quite well weighted to be honest if we were comparing you know races but um, and he, he'll go forward and lead from the draw but yeah we, we're going to get a little bit softer run this time and hopefully uh, Michael can do the job but he certainly looks like um, the one to beat Cruzy Lass racing well as well this preparation Gibbsy Absolutely, probably wants a little bit where to track Butch, um, but you know she was a little bit unlucky when she ran third the other day. She she wasn't going to beat the others, but she was she was genuinely going good, and I'd really love to see her run a good one again for for Peter Woods and and um, for Shane and 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 Capo. Apparently the Capo's coming out. We haven't seen him leave his house for about eighteen months. The poor bugger's been house and like bedridden, but word is out that he might be on track. So you know I'd love a result for them. Yeah, for sure. Cake by the Ocean was uh, the old Cake by the Ocean last time. Much, much better. And a horse that uh, we know has got so much ability. Again, Opie to do the riding. Got the good barrier. And uh, look, going to be awfully hard to beat. The mile suits uh, everything uh, pointing to Cake by the Ocean being uh, a big chance. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. He's... uh... I'd forget his first two runs. You know, we added a little bit. Of, we had that tongue tie to him when he when he did run better. Um, but two fun, funny little rides. The first couple, I think that that sort of you know, I wasn't very hard to get a line on him from them. So it was just lovely to see him really want to be a racehorse and find a line. And if he got going a little bit earlier, actually, he probably would have won that race. So 
um, that's got to be a big chance. Beautiful draw, top jockey. Race seven, uh, Gibbs. This is a horse I've got real uh, interest in here, and as far as that's got to be an enormous push towards a race like this. And uh, how's he going to go fresh up over the thirteen hundred meters? Sometimes these staying horses can sprint really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Dad's got a shear in it, so that's got to give it another three or four lengths, probably. Eh? <laughs> um, but he's uh, he's got to forget his run the Derby. It was a it was a bridge <laughs> too far. <laughs> it was a bridge too far for him. Um, if if it wasn't a Derby, I probably would have put him in the paddock about three days before he just started to just go over the top, and I you know I sort of thought I oh, were in a bit of trouble. But uh, he still ran pretty well. But um, ton of ability. I said to Dad, this horse can win first fresh up, no problem. Um, and then we got the draw. So you'll see him go back from there. He will not go forward from that draw. He'll go back. Um, so the instructions to Opie will be right on quiet and just bring him out and give him one run. But he certainly, his work has been super. I mean, I was, he worked on Tuesday like, you know, like a good open handicapper. Um, so very excited to see him start up. Just a draw can be a problem. Melfi Rosa resuming. She showed good ability last prep as well. Well, if you go through her form, Butch, you'll see that she's you know she's run up close behind Lickety Split, sharp and smart as a maidener. She was um, thrown in the deep end because we didn't want to run her on a bog anywhere as a maiden, and there were no maidens up here, so she kept running in the, against the three-year-olds, probably over way too shorter distances, uh, 1400s when she was looking for a mile to 2000. So, and then she got up and she's run fourth you know, in three nice Philly stakes races, mm. including the Oaks. So, um, and forget the last run, just got too far out of her ground when we were looking to go to Brisbane, so we pulled pin on that trip. So here she is fresh up. I think she's a big chance on just on ability. Would probably have liked to have seen, you know, a touch of rain, and we don't think we're going to get that to help her a little bit. If I had to pick one between them, probably Warsaw, but the draws makes it awkward. But I think she's going to be right in it as well. So like them both. And looks like a really nice mare for uh, the coming season as well. Righto, the last uh, Gibbsy Pippi uh, was an upset winner a few starts ago, but it's gone some good races since. Wouldn't be out of it, would it? Yeah, we sort of said, if, you know, when she won that race, um, it was a bit of a surprise, to be honest, a little bit. We didn't do a lot with her, so we, we, we could have gone one way or the other. We could have freshened for the 1,300, um, and I did have a good discussion with uh, the owners and said, look, I think I know she had one run, I think, over ground at Hastings, um, and she she ran okay, uh, and I said, well, look, she, you know, let's go keep going up in, in distance, and, and I'm just going to keep not doing a, too much with her. I think she's super fit, and give her one more chance, and then we can just at least tick that box and, and put her in the paddock for a bit and freshen her up. But because uh, I thought the 1300 was just too strong for her, um, so here she is. She's in there. She'll she should get about midfieldish, and, and we'll see how we go. But uh, there's a couple in there that go go pretty good. So. Um, not can't tip her out as such, but I'm I am happy with her, and, and as far as multiples go, you'd, you'd have to have her in there just in case, like quaddy and things. Yeah, for sure. Righto, Gibbsy, what's the best of them? Oh, look, I, there's a couple. Um, I, do, I must admit, uh, Cake by the Ocean. I think everything's set up beautifully for him. Chevron is a fairly obvious one. Um, if Warsaw hadn't drawn so wide, I would have tipped him out, and uh, and I can't split the two in the maiden twelve hundred. So we'll just coin out of that one, eh? <laughs> 
Yeah, fair enough. Look, thanks for joining us on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Good luck on the home track. Always good to have a big number of your runners there and plenty of interest throughout the day and you'll be trying to find a TV to watch the All Blacks amongst your busy afternoon, no doubt. Thanks, Gibbsy. Thanks, Butch. Good on you. Chris Gibbs there. Let's take a break here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. We'll come back and we'll catch up with Trackside's Aidan Rodley to preview the big day out of Rickerton Park. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis, joined now by TAB Trackside uh, host and form analyst Aidan Rodley. Aidan, very good uh, morning to you here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Yeah, morning to you too, Butch. And yeah, this is one of the, the big weeks of uh, New Zealand racing, isn't it? For, for winter time at least, with uh, the Thrickerton and Carnival, the Grand National Festival of Racing. And of course, uh, three races on the first day that uh, are really good pointers. Well, especially the two jumps races to, to two of the the big ones on the last day, the Grand National Hurdles and Steeples. But that's a cracking Winter Cup this year. Yeah, it sure is. Let's have a look at those uh, jumps races. Happy Star in race two should be far too good for them, shouldn't he? Oh, I think so. He was a winner in rating seventy five for grade on the flat on this day last year. Then blitzed them in the in the national, winning by sixteen. He's just uh, a class above, you'd think. But Kevin Myers has got a decent hand in the race. To Bo Jess, we remember him winning one by about 38 lengths last year. Um, yeah, he was competitive in, in, in big races in the past. And and uh, then you've got Obrigada, who's bringing OK form as well. Uh, Bearer of the cash, you've got to have respect around for Mark Oligan as well. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think Happy Star, he's the class factor. You'd be surprised to see him beaten. Race four, the Racecourse Hotel and Motor Lodge Coral Steeplechase, as you alluded to, a lead up to the Grand National on the last day for the Chasers, and talking about one that should be a class above them, as should West Coast be. He is a superstar jumper. Absolutely. He's unbeaten in five jumping races through last season. He won both of these two, the Coral and the Grand National, and then ended his season with wins in the Hawke's Bay and Wellington Steeplechase, and he threw in a, a maiden hurdle win as well. He's an outstanding horse, and uh, he's won them by big margins. He was tested a little bit last time out at Trenton with uh, really good tactics from Izzy, my dad, but uh, he's a class act. He'll get round uh, Rickerton uh, with a plum. He's done it before down there, and yeah, again, just like Happy Star, you'd be very surprised to see him beat him. Race six, I thought, was a pretty good race. Uh, this one, again, Kevin Myers has got a huge influence across the card. This one back to the flat. Duke of Plumpton will be well-known to our Australian listeners. Had a stint there with Payne in Victoria, and he was back to his best. He was super last time. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's obviously had a, a career that's sort of been a little bit stop-start, but he, he was good last time out. You talk about Kevin Meyer stranglehold on this entire carnival, really, you'd expect. I thought So Call Me was the one to beat. I thought the Trenton win last time out in 65 grade was excellent. He looks like a horse who's uh, on the on the step up, and Tina Common Yankee knows uh, Rickon really well. I, I thought it was quite an even race. Lady Tolina was, was very good after a, a desperately unlucky uh, first-up run. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a nice uh, undercard race on on, on the Rickon program. Mm, it is another one, uh, race eight, uh, Aiden. The Winter Fashions here on the twelfth of August. And look again, Kevin Myers uh, has a hand in it with a horse Kopua That when he's good, he's very very good. The Good Shepherd though, flying at the moment. Yeah, he really is a good shepherd. He's won his last two brilliantly. He won here at Rickett and two starts back really nicely, beat home three rivals in this, and then went to Ormadu and, and did the same, probably with uh, with 
probably even more decisiveness. Uh, he was excellent, scored by four and three quarters that day. Beat home midnight runner, who was okay. Uh, but the way the good shepherd's going, he's going to be tough to bowl. He's got the form on the board. But like you say, you can just never underestimate Kevin Myers at this carnival. Righto, you touched on it earlier in your intro, the uh, Winter Cup this year, a very, very good race. The one at the top, just ask me, has been the medium of strong support since remarkably the Tommies on this side of the Tasman opened him at $13, would you believe, for this race. He's going to go around uh, at around about $280 or $3. Uh, he's got 61 kilos. Is that going to be enough to stop him? I don't know if it is, Butch. Uh, I'm sure there's a little bit of, of the opening price that's uh, in your account as well. It will be on, on Sunday if uh, if he can do the job. He was so good in the Opanaki Cup. He, he came from a mile back from an unwinnable position, basically, and got up and won. But that's the type of horse he is now. He's won 12 of 34. He's a, he's a top and wet going. And I uh, spoke to Alan yesterday, and he said, you know, would another kilogram have, have stopped him in the Opanaki Cup? Probably not, was his answer to that. Uh, he's up against... Uh, I think four or five out of that uh, uh, Opanaki Cup, the two from Lisa Ladder's barn, Bellardo Boy, and make time in the two from Robbie Patterson's barn, Conor O'Karen and Secret and more. So they've got to turn the tables. And so then is it a, a matter of something who wasn't in the Opanaki Cup? Maybe it's LJ, you know, he's a New Zealand Cup winner on the track, but his runs over 1,200 metres and 1,100 and 1,200, the last two have both been encouraging enough to say that he is a, a bona fide contender in this race. And the one who I, I, I love, and I've loved him the whole way through, is uh, Tatami Alad. Uh, he was a winner on this track of 2,000 metres. Alice Winslow dropped him back to the 1,600 metres of the Ormadu Cup last time out, and he was brilliant. Uh, so he is a definite lightweight chance, despite the wide gate. Uh, Tatami Alad is a, he's a smoky in this Winter Cup, but this Winning Edge Presentations Winter Cup is all about Just Ask Me. I uh, went through the history books yesterday. It's 1976 since the last time that a horse carried more than 60 kilograms to win, so almost 50 years, and that's the task against Just Ask Me, but he's one out of the box. Yeah, he is one out of the box. He's just a fantastic superior winter horse. And uh, as you said, if you go back and watch that win in the Open Aki Cup, he had absolutely no right to win that race, and particularly even at the 300-metre mark. He still had no right to win it, and he won it as easy as you can, really, in the finish. It was quite remarkable. Righto, last leg of the quaddy. We're going to uh, be live going into this one. What do we need? <laughs> it's a difficult one, but I go back to this day last year and remember Cuddingham's, uh debut win. He, he was brilliant mm. in winning that. He hasn't won since, but he, his, his form's okay. He had uh, three second placings in a row before a wide run at uh, Hastings and just didn't come on, but he, he was so good winning this day last year. It was over 1,200 metres. This one's over 1,600 metres. Uh, and I thought the main danger was probably harmonious, uh, again from the CD stable, this time from Adrian Bull's Huntable base. Uh, good second placings in the last couple. That Trentham run was really encouraging, so yeah, they might have the wood on the southerners, uh, the best of those from the south. Mm, I'm too sure. Maybe Wokoramist, uh, who's been going okay for Lance Robinson, who does a really good job with his team. Mm, he sure does. Righto, what's the best on the card, Aiden, quickly? Oh, <laughs> well, you, you've got a couple of givens, I think, in, in those uh, in those jumping races with the West Coast and Happy Star. Uh, outside those, um, we threw a, a bit of the jump-out form and... Uh, Joe Rathbone's got a pretty encouraging one uh, bringing OK jump out form with high five I thought Bozo was the horse to beat in race three so I'll probably go that as my best uh, again it's a Kevin Myers runner Good on you Aidan thanks for joining us appreciate it enjoy your day at uh, Rickett and Park 
Good on you, Butch. Uh, yeah, all the best. And uh, yeah, everyone get involved, obviously, not only for this day. Uh, some some really good moves around the Polytrack meeting on the Wednesday. There's a, a special conditions race there that should be really interesting. And then, of course, uh, Grand National Day on the last day. For sure. That's it for Breakfast with the Kiwis for another week. Catch you next week here on SEN.